Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cool combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cool combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, war. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Hey guys, happy Friday. This is Big Talking Brewskis. I'm Marissa Smith. I've got Rodney Daniels with us. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. It's Big Talking Brewskis time. And we've got Sarah Teed with us. Hello, I'm Sarah Teed. So, uh, Sarah, how are you? How was your week? I'm great. You know, I'm, I'm just, I feel really busy and it's good to wind down here and just talk with you guys. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Rodney, how, how was your week? Yeah, my week was pretty crazy. So um, I got some very terrible news on Tuesday. I found out that uh, my cousin was murdered, actually. She got shot. It was, it was a double homicide in Columbus, Ohio. Um, she was shot in the head four times and then multiple gunshots to her body. Right now, uh, the police are investigating it. It looks like it was her abusive ex-boyfriend that she had a restraining order against. So if anybody has any information in the Columbus, Ohio area, we would greatly appreciate it. We were super close. She was here to visit me uh, two years ago. And just really good memories of my cousin Janelle Reese that like, I lost. So like I've been dealing with that. I'm sorry, Robin. So, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Thank you. I mean, yeah, you know, it happens, but, you know, life goes on. We got to move forward. But right now, my main focus is figuring out who did this and getting justice brought to my family. Absolutely. And I think that it's it's also important that people realize that this is the, the worst case scenario of an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, a lot of times people think that, oh, you know, it, it it's just, you know, verbal abuse or you know he just slapped me or you know he might have just you know got mad and and punched me once but when abusive relationships go the far distance this is like you know the worst case scenario exactly and coming from i had been in abusive relationship myself i've talked about on the show before for two years and to know that you know we we had talked about it before when like me and her were were talking and to know that like it went this far just really it's like hits it close to home because that could have easily just been me or anybody else out there that's like an abusive relationship like this is what ultimately happens in the end is that somebody ended up losing their life right and so well you know i hope that they uh they find who did this and uh you know it's really my condolences to your family and uh you know to you thank and, you thank you you know i'm sorry honey um so i feel like uh it's been a crazy week all around really um just even like politically it's been a crazy week um we started out Monday with uh Comey uh having his hearing and we found out some interesting information you guys. Okay. What did we find out? Agent Orange is under investigation <laughs> by the FBI for collusion with Russia. That is oh what we found boy. out. <laughs> of course, <yeah. laughs> what next? <laughs> uh 
then uh, some good news for today is, uh, you know, uh, Obamacare lives for another day. They canceled the vote because they were afraid that they weren't going to be able to pass it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's uh, a little yay for the little guy. Okay. I, you know. Small victory. This is a small victory for today. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what kind of bill they come up with next. It's like, oh, you're going to be taxed if you breathe. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> there's an air tax. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, but, Sarah, uh, do you have any... Um, female role models in STEM that that you kind of look up to? Sure. Well, I grew up, um, for those of you who don't know, I studied theater and I also studied science and I always did both. Um, Even in college and high school, I was interested in both and in graduate school. And people kept saying to me, you're going to have to choose one. You can't do both. And so far I haven't had to choose. And it really, what what I'm really interested in is educational outreach in STEM. And For people that don't know what STEM is, what is STEM? So it's science, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics. Uh, and I felt like the magic school bus really changed. It's how I learned the word sphincter. <laughs> I learned the word sphincter through the magic school bus. Oh. And I'm really excited that they're remaking it. And uh, they're using Kate McKinnon for it. And if it wasn't going to be me that was going to be uh, <laughs> going to be in it, then I'm glad it's her. Uh, but I'm, I was really excited about that. Of course, um, I mean, I always watched like Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson. They're not females, but mm. um, I was very interested in Bill Nye. But uh, I can't, I couldn't think of very many uh, girls who, women who were in STEM, who were in the media growing up. And it's actually research shows that girls need role models around grade grade two, especially for math. Mm-hmm. And their teachers, for example, if they even subconsciously are uncomfortable with math, the girls will not. feel like they can never be good at math and hence not be good at math right Uh and that's a really important age to understand math um for example fractions fractions are the most important math to learn when you're young because when i was in graduate school one of our speakers came and his research was on how if you don't understand fractions at a young age you will never have a job in stem and that's not just meaning like neurosurgeon or physicist that's even like pharmacist anything that has to do with stem you just you can't do it if you don't understand piece versus whole right. those relationships so it's it's really important that people who even especially little girls have someone to look at who's good at stem and comfortable with it um there is a, a girl on sesame street who um she's i think her name is is nina and she's an engineering student i really liked that they made her an engineering student um, she's their young uh, Hispanic actress. She's not a she's not a puppet. She's a human being. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that's really cool. And it's gradually moving in the right uh, direction. But they really need to stop making female scientists and STEM uh, characters caricatures. Because so it's like the sexy scientist, the sexy scientist, right. or the goofy, unattractive woman who no one wants to date. Right. Someone who's just a normal person. Because that's what scientists and doctors are. They're just normal people. They don't need to be a way out there. They need to be something that people can relate to, especially kids and, and also adults. Right. Because if I if I say, oh, I went to my, my doctor today, most people in their head will think, a male. oh, male. Yeah. But uh. all of my doctors are females. I don't go to any doctors who are males intentionally. i just like them better um it's i don't hate men or anything like that i just like my female doctors better uh but i do i i just really i think that 
we need to move forward. We need to think about making women who are, are strong people and also have lives outside of STEM and that are characters in TV shows or um, like like Bill and other oh. science guy. Why didn't they ever do that with a woman? Right. I mean, I used to think about doctors and think of Bill Cosby. I mean, but that <laughs> definitely has changed in the mm-hmm. past year. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's uh doctor no. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's um, crazy is right before uh, that stuff, all of the rape stuff with him got really big, I went to go see his show. Oh. And then I had already bought tickets. I bought them as a gift uh, to for like my boyfriend or something for, um, I don't know, was it Christmas or something like that? And then, like, right when we were going, we heard that he was this, like, serial rapist. And we didn't know, like, we were, should we go or not? And then I definitely didn't post about, about it on social yeah. media. <laughs> <laughs> going I, to the Bill Cosby show. Going to the Bill Cosby show. So excited. I'm not going to drink anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I will not go back to your hotel room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's... I don't know. It's it's interesting. But, like, what is your solution? Like, how do you think that we can uh, start including STEM female role models in mainstream media? Is it, you know, like a female version of um, uh, I'm Big Bang Theory or something like that? Like, are they too goofy? Is that more like... I mean, they're, it's a hu- that's a huge show, and it's a great show. It's hilarious, but... Uh, I don't know if, I mean, we could do, they could do something like a role reversal and make every male character a female character and every female character a male character. And I think that would actually make most shows a lot more intriguing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be very intriguing. I think any show, you could, even if it's not comedy or science, I think that makes it a lot funnier. Yeah. Anyway, and a lot more interesting. Uh, but I do, I mean, we could do something like that. Uh, but I do, I do think they need, those are all comedy of manners. Right. I think that there just need to be more people also in just regular shows because like even with like let's say a show like bones for instance yeah, that had a lot say, of like, um like you know like female scientists yeah. like they CSI. still were like a little little off like bones is a mm-hmm. little off like i mean she's very socially awkward yeah yeah she is and so you know and that kind of goes back to i mean i think people would date bones she's attractive but i think that she's still like you know n- not just like a regular person like who do you think like uh and film or or tv has come close to that as a female character oh that's hard i have to think on that one a little bit more i feel like gray's anatomy kind of like definitely like breaks a lot of ground when it comes to like female doctors and like how they're mm-hmm. viewed because yeah. the women on there are kind of like you know uh sexy and, but you know still smart doctors mm-hmm. emotional like mm-hmm. House. I was about to say House yeah. does it a lot. Yeah. Even House. though they're all like a lot of the storyline for those shows is their relationships with each other. Right. Too. Right. And it's the main characters are I mean, besides Grey's Anatomy, I think I didn't watch it in the later seasons and the earlier seasons I watched it. The main character was uh, Ellen Pompeo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I remember yeah, she was good. She was 
I liked the show. It was it was okay. I liked how I like House a lot, but all of my friends who are doctors say that it's too fantasy for them. They'll go watch like uh, Doctor Who, but like House is a little bit too much. Too much, too much fantasy. <laughs> That's not how medicine works. We don't just try out things on people. I also feel like they all have like the same five diseases. It's like these rare diseases, and like every other episode, they're like switching out the same thing. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. that guy had that two shows ago. Like, they always test for lupus. Yeah. Every single time. They're like, lupus. Yeah. <laughs> it's never lupus. Yeah. It's never lupus. <laughs> uh, this is taking it back, but I feel like ER had like a good range of like mm-hmm. female doctor oh, Juliana characters. Margulies. Juliana Margulies. was like the nurse. Who was the one with the red hair like that had like polio or something? She had like a limp. Oh, but yeah, she was like the yeah. head doctor and she was like strong. There was like, you know, I feel like a good amount of like female characters on that show. Well, I also feel like there's not really that many shows about scientists. Like This is true. You know, like, uh, they have all the CSIs, and so they've got the, um, like, forensic scientists. But, I mean, like, just, like, regular, like, research scientists. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really feel like they have that many shows about that. Right, and especially not um, that I can think of for anyone who's a kid. Right. Um, I mean, there's... Blaze and Monster Machines, which is a show about talking cars. Um, it's a physics show. Um, oh. I, I just wish that more of the STEM shows that they make for kids are less fantasy and are more sci-fi. And when I say sci-fi, I mean science that's not something outlandish, but something that is science that's progressing now. That will yeah. be, when they're adults, it'll be the science that everyone's doing, like nanoparticles. Right. Um, those are going to be... well. Watch me say this now, and then they die off. <laughs> it's going to be the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin of science. <laughs> like, listen to that woman talk about like science as if she knows it's going to happen. <laughs> but just like things that they, they don't have to suspend their disbelief for. Right. For like right. talking animals and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. I love shows that do that, but I think there need to be more that are just educational. But, right. But like Bill Nye the Science Guy is mm-hmm. educational. I remember as a kid sitting down and watching that and learning how things work, mm-hmm. but there's not like a female counterpart to that. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Right. I'm still trying to, like, I'm still racking my brain for like female scientists on shows. I'm still. Yeah. yeah. Shows, well, Hidden Figures just came out and that was about yeah. women mathematicians. Yeah. Right. That helped out in the 60s about you know, going to the moon. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Um, so since now, what kind of background in science do you have? I went to graduate school for neuroscience and education. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, so what I would, what I would like to do be doing is writing and, and helping create shows that are educational, but also not calling them educational because everyone, when you say educational kind of scoffs their nose. Right. Like, <clears throat> right. And they don't, they don't want to watch it because it doesn't sound fun. Right. But things that just happen to include something that will broaden someone's horizons. Right. I mean, well, there's definitely a need for educational shows. Not mm-hmm. like that's like a, that's a need. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I mean, there's, of course, there's like nature programming and stuff like that, but uh, it's not looking too great for PBS right now. And yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, if anybody needed PBS, it's his voters. Um, <laughs> clearly they weren't watching that either so yeah clearly clearly uh it's definitely uh i definitely agree that it's something that that needs to happen and i i feel like uh because 
I was interested in science when I was younger, mm-hmm. but uh, again, like, and I, I actually went to like an all-girls school, so it's not like I, I had that fear of like looking wrong in front of the boys or, or things mm-hmm. like that. So like, I didn't have that, um, that kind of uh, like uh, discomfort with math. But I always had like a discomfort with math, and basically it was just kind of like all through school like oh well you're not really good at math so like i didn't even take like algebra or anything like that they put me in uh what they called consumer math so i was learning how to do like taxes and things like that Mm. so like you know i was completely like kind of taken out it's like oh math is gonna take lower your gpa like to this consumer (laughs) math and so uh you know so i learned how to do stuff like you know like fill out tax forms when like everybody else is like doing algebra and stuff like that and now like my job is my mainly math but it's just kind of using excel but i feel like i wish that i did have someone when i was younger to look up to that was mathematical since you went to an all-girls uh school mm-hmm. were, were most of your teachers female as well um because i feel like like you were saying mm-hmm. i feel like that definitely makes a difference as to how like who the teacher is how you perceive uh, math or engineering. Yeah. Um, so basically, our, our only male teachers were um, history teachers. Mm. Mm. But um, it's my least favorite subject. That's my favorite subject. That's but, my favorite subject. Yeah, history. like history and, and like poli sci. Those are like my my favorite subjects. But uh, the the math, it was just kind of like. I, I guess it was like I was in a competitive school, so it was kind of like, oh, well, they worried about like the honors and high honors kids. And then if you were like in regular math, then you were just like, oh, like kind of dumb. And then like, but if you weren't doing well in like regular math, then you were just like an idiot and like, oh, we can't, you know, you're not good at this, do this. Like, mm. you know, so it was kind of like one of those things. At the same time, it's kind of a gift to know in high school how to fill out tax forms. I think that kids should know how to do their taxes, and that should be taught because that's applicable to real life. Yeah. Not yeah. everyone needs to factor or do take a derivative or whatever in, yeah. in real like, life. Because everyone like, has to file taxes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and like that, you know, I learned Excel. That, mm-hmm. That's a good you know. point. This is a skill mm-hmm. that you're going to I still to use Excel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like old school DOS Excel back then, but uh, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was aging himself. Uh, so now, uh, Sarah, are you a big fan of WrestleMania? I watch WWE. I'm, I'm not proud of saying that I'm a huge like I'm a huge WWE fan. Um, I I hated it for the whole like beginning of my life because I, I was an actor and I thought I am not watching this. This is ridiculous. And then I started dating a guy who loved it. Yeah. watched it all oh, the time. Okay. And he was, like, he was like, just try it. He was like, just try watching it. Because it's like a like male it. soap opera, right? It is. It's very the much lines. so. The storylines mm-hmm. are very, like, I dated a guy also mm-hmm. that, like, was just so into, like, WWE. Mm-hmm. And, hmm. uh, and so just, you know, like, I ended up watching it with him. And, like, I still, to this day, will put it on in my bar when it's, <laughs> when it's on on Wednesdays. Uh, WWE's on, so. I used to um, do the box office at the pit at the People's Improv Theater. Okay. And uh, I worked Monday nights, and I told them, I said, look, I am putting on Monday Night Raw at 8 p.m. <laughs> I, this is what I have to do. I don't care if you don't like it. I'm working for free. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I put it on, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. Uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella 
have uh, have a match against The Miz and Maurice. Okay. Ooh. Um, and I actually have a prediction. I think that John Cena and Nikki Bella are going to win. And I think that John Cena is going to propose to Nikki Bella. Really? How He's been like, okay. Because <laughs> I, I, I love Total Divas. It's uh-huh. like, that's like my show. So like John Cena is like very notorious for the fact that mm-hmm. he does not want to get married. He doesn't want to have kids. He's talked mm-hmm. to Nikki about this like a lot. Are we losing you completely on this one? I'm, 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 I'm sure. <laughs> so um, if he did propose, that would be super exciting. Like I would be like really excited for Nikki. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I know her and Brie. Like me too. I like. I. On one hand, I'm like. Nikki's sort of like a stereotype of, of what they do, but at the same time, she's amazing. She, I'm, every time I watch her, I'm like, Nikki! Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that for anyone she else. Is. <laughs> well, Nikki, okay, because Nikki uh, is a part of a, a team. Her, She has a twin sister, Brie. Okay. And so they both got married to, well, Brie's married to um, what's Daniel, his name? Bryan. Daniel Bryan, who okay. is uh, also a WWE wrestler. And then Nikki also ha- is in a relationship with a WWE wrestler. Now, are these so, like real marriages and relationships? Or yes, they are. They, they are real. They're Definitely. real. They're real married. Uh, Brie- they told us they were real, so we know they're real. <laughs> <laughs> they have cameras following them around, so Just we really like know they're Obama real. Just like Obama tapped Trump. <laughs> <laughs> all, the best, all the best people told me that. I know a lot of people. They all told me it's real. Yeah, so Brie, Brie's actually pregnant right now. One of the twins is pregnant, mm-hmm. so she's not wrestling. and she's. Oh, like, I was about home. to say it. Like, she retired after the last WrestleMania. That was her last match. Like how amazing of a, of a proposal would that be, though, to be proposed to in the middle of WWE WrestleMania in the ring? Yeah. With all those people around you? It's amazing. I, I'm going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen now. I think you just want to get proposed to at a WrestleMania. If I'm if John Cena wants to propose to me, <laughs> yes, yes. You see those commercials with his pecs where he goes oh, hefty, yeah. hefty, hefty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say like he's definitely attractive. Like I know who he is. I don't. That's the only name I knew. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. So you know John Cena. Well, his his he girlfriend sings, is right? equally as attractive. Like okay. they're like twins, but like one of them's like the Earth Twin. And she doesn't oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. She's beautiful. Like she, uh, one of them's like she's one of those, she like doesn't like have like fake boobs, and she's like very like earthy. But Nikki's like the Barbie doll one. Like, okay, mm-hmm. she has the fake boobs and the butt, and she just like, but she will kick your ass in the ring though. Yeah, but she's Nikki's strong. the one that he. She's did. with yeah, yeah. She's with John Cena. Okay, so, so he's they with like the Barbie doll together. They look like Barbie and Ken. Yeah, well, a, a dark haired yeah. version, like Barbie. a hot. Yeah, like she's also her. very strong though. She's she's not like skinny. Like she doesn't. Eat, she works. No, out. like Wonder Woman and Ken got together. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, and she's like Wonder too, Woman. So yeah, Wonder she's Woman. Hispanic. Okay. Yeah, like Wonder Woman, like the Hulk or something. Now, doesn't John Cena say like a bunch of like motivational sayings or something like that? Mm. Never give up. Yeah. Hustle, loyalty, respect. Yes. Yeah, Hers is stay fearless. Okay. <laughs> the classic. You can't see me. <laughs> so now, um, now in this 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 double match, it's John Cena and who? It's Nikki Bella. John oh, Cena so it's Nikki. like a co-ed match. It's couples against couple another couple. Oh, okay. And, they're, and the other and couple is the Miz and Maurice, and they're, okay. they're married in real life. Okay. Ooh, I've never. Who's? I have to look up Maurice. She used to wrestle a lot um, before I watched. Um, from what I've been told, uh, she wasn't great. 
Okay. But uh, she was there for a while, and she married the Miz, and she stopped for a while, and then she started doing this sort of like a manager type thing where she would just hang out at the Miz's matches and talk shit to everyone, mm. and and then she hit John Cena in the middle of an argument, and Nikki oh. Bella ran out and was like, Maurice. Mess with my man, I'm a break you, bitch. <laughs> and then yes, that's because that's, that's how Nikki okay. is. And the Miz, I just love like how his career started. Like he was on the Real World, and like he would always say, like I want to be on, re- I'm going to be a wrestler. Da-da-da-da. And he would just like flip mattresses over, be punching stuff. And he is now uh, going in WrestleMania. Like right. his career has taken him to that level, mm-hmm. which is like kind of crazy. He started out like on the Real World. I used to date a guy that um, was like he never was like WWE wrestler, but like you remember back in the day they had like um, some sort of um, reality TV show for people that wanted to become a wrestler, and it was like like so he was on that. Okay, but um, I don't know. He I just remember he had a really weird diet. It's like you know, like they like they don't like they're very picky mm-hmm. about their food and stuff. Like same as like boxers, like I've dated like boxers that are just like their diets are just so crazy. Well, they say whenever they do interviews that it's not about le- like not eating enough calories. It's about you I just know. misspoke. It's about eating enough calories because they're so physical. Yeah, and they want to stay big, like they want to be buff and stuff. So it's about eating enough like chicken or whatever. And yeah, stuff like that. It's not they're not trying to diet. No, because that's I, that's the whole thing though about being with like a professional athlete is like it's sometimes I have a quesadilla in the middle of the night and I can't <laughs> fucking control that that's like happening. You don't yeah. need those judgy eyes, exactly. And like you're gonna but, be like, oh, you're having another quesadilla, Rodney? It's <laughs> <laughs> like yes, I am. Yes, I am, motherfucker. Do not judge me, please. They're like, do you want to watch me eat it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you want to bite? I know you do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I dated this one guy that was a boxer, and, like, he would set, a like, a, an alarm to go off every four hours because he had to eat every four hours, including in the middle of the night. So, like, you know, like, every, like, you'd be sleeping, and then his food alarm goes off, and then he's got to, like, get up and, like, go eat something, and then he comes back to bed, and I'm like, oh. Now I can't go back to sleep, and it's just like right now you then, can't go back to right? sleep <laughs> and then because like, you got this hot boxer that just ate next to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like, oh, his alarm just went off. <laughs> and by the time you fall back asleep, then his alarm's going right, off again. His alarm's like, going off again. Like, right? like, oh. <laughs> but like he like would always like try to like feed me vicariously, like like so like. He'd be like, oh, come over for dinner. I'd come over for dinner. And then he'd have all the shit there that he wouldn't eat. And then, like, he would, like, kind of, like, let's say, like, ice cream. He would, like, take, like, big chocolate chip cookies and, like, scoop out ice cream, like, on the chocolate chip cookie. And, like, here, have this. And I'm like, you're only making me eat this because you can't eat it. <laughs> like, right. So I'm supposed to enjoy it and then just get bigger while you just, like, like it's still watch hot. me. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I can't see my feet, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as long as your feet are in the air, that's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so now, I'm assuming Nikki, then, is your favorite wrestler. I I really like Nikki. I mean, I'm... I'm conflicted. She's one of my favorites, but I also I really like some of their some of their other deep. They call them divas or yeah, divas. Um, I mean, Sasha Banks is amazing, and I really Mm. like Bailey. I think her character is so I, different. I do like her too. She's very uh 
She's very eccentric. Like, she reminds me of Rainbow Bright. Yeah. Is that, is like, oh, that character? Yeah, she has like yeah. these like carry bears or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like rainbows and like her hair is like, mm-hmm. but pink, right? Or, her, her hair, no, her hair is brown, but she keeps it in a side ponytail. Yeah. And, and she has streamers coming, uh-huh. out. coming out of it. That's what it is. It's like very. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, Whenever she comes out, she has these those remember those bracelets from the nineties. Oh, the slap like, it, slap it, the slap it stick. She gives them to the little girls. Oh, that's cute. And she comes out and those those things that you see at the um, the car rental places. The oh yeah, yeah. Those those big ones. Yeah, yeah, she has them pop ones, out yeah, like, and she like <laughs> does like her thing. That's her with finishing them. move. Yeah. Is she does like, like this weird thing. Okay. And I like that her character is so much different. Yeah. than yeah. everyone else's. But she's also an amazing wrestler. She's not like. You know, just Goofy just out sucks. there to be pretty. Right. She's like her match against Sasha. Uh, I think it was that was last week, right? I, was, I feel like right. Like, I feel like I just watched that. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> talking about the one where she had a match against Sasha, where she won the title in NXT. Mm. Um, that was probably the best wrestling match, female wrestling match I've ever seen. Um, it, they just nailed it. They went 150 percent. And it was it was so great. Now I've always been confused about the fact when it comes to like the wrestling matches. Is it decided beforehand who has won the matches? Like, like we don't we we don't know as John Q. Public, but like they know that so and so has already won the match. Is that like how it goes? That's what I think the general usually it like it usually is. But I think that the referee uh, and a few other people down there have earpieces, and people can say, okay, never mind, like make this change. And do this, and you're going to lose now, or continue the match, or hurry up the match. Nobody's liking it. Things ah. like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then how would they communicate that to the wrestlers? They just kind of whisper it. Okay. The wrestlers, even you can hear them sometimes talking to each other. Oh, okay. Like um, they'll say, "Pick me up and put me on the rope. Put okay. me on the rope." But they're not talking to the camera. They're talking to the other person trying to not talk loud. But they're so out of breath that you can hear it hear, yeah. on air. Yeah. Wow. But it doesn't happen very often. But I actually like hearing it. It's but yeah, it's, it's, and it's like usually, seeing behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the one who's more experienced who is doing the talking and saying what to do. So it's um, like, oh, this yeah. poor kid doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, like if the match is, is dying or people are like, this is boring. Then maybe she'll be like, uh, like if Nikki Bella were out there, she's probably one of the most senior female wrestlers out there. Yeah. she would be like, you know, rack attack me or something like that. Right, and. She would, she would be the one calling. What is a rack attack? It's her, it's her finishing move. She puts Boom. a person oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she puts a person over, like she has a rack where you're carrying uh, pails like, oh, on her yeah, shoulders. Yeah. And yeah. she like goes down and she falls down to one knee. Okay. Ah, and and so, then... so it's a pressure on their spine. Okay. Ah. But it's because it's, that's how you would carry a rack if you were carrying, uh, I, think, I think that's why. I, I assumed it, like a rack of pails. Like a right, made. right. Yeah. But I think it's a pun because she also has a big rack. Right, because so, she does. Or a double entendre or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Whatever the yeah. correct grammar. kind of known for that. <laughs> it's like one twin doesn't have boobs, the other one it's does. It's a ta-ta attack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like, I didn't, I guess, I used to watch wrestling when I was a kid. But, like, I, like, old wrestlers, like, at, you know, we're talking like Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. And Andre the Giant and 
Tatanka. He was always Tatanka and Birdman were always my favorites. Because Birdman used to come out with parrots, and I thought that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's got parrots. He was just like, he has parrots, and he'd come out and he'd do like this, like, and the birds would kind of go like this on his shoulder, and it's just like, oh, I like the Birdman. I never uh, watched it as a kid. Yeah, I've, I've I watched it as a kid. Kind of a little, like, uh, my cousins were kind of into it, and then, but like like you said, I didn't really get into it until I had an ex-boyfriend when I was, like, 20, and, like, mm-hmm. he used to be all into wrestling, and I would have to just, like, okay, Monday nights, we gotta watch wrestling. I remember, like, Cindy Lauper used to always hang out with, like, Andre the Giant. Oh. And, really? Yeah, and so, like, I, I would, like, watch it, and then, like... Like Cindy Lauper would like be on like the the side of the ring and talking to Andre the Giant and it's just like oh Cindy Lauper's awesome I love Cindy Lauper <laughs> who doesn't I was, love Cindy Lauper I was a Cindy Lauper kid not like a Madonna kid so like you Uh-oh. know I, f- I feel like there yeah you had to be one or the other I'm surprised you had to be one, you had to be one or the other yeah because like now to me like I feel like uh, Madonna was like um, I feel like it was more. Like the you know the cool kids liked Madonna you know and I feel like it was like the artsy kids were more like Cindy Lauper uh-huh. you know what I mean maybe it's like Instinct versus Backstreet Boys yeah. yeah yeah right I was more Christina versus Britney definitely mm-hmm. more Christina well Christina had a voice <laughs> <laughs> but it was like you had to be one or the other yeah. like either you're really in Christina or you're really into Britney I mean I was really a Desi child but. Yeah. Hey, it's like, you know. I still go back and watch that Pepsi commercial with Pink and Britney Spears and Beyonce and has Enrique Iglesias as Caesar <laughs> and their gladiators. I still think it's the most what? awesome. I've never seen this. <laughs> yeah. I never feel like seen I've this. seen it before like once, but like now I need to watch it again just to give me back like that like early 2000s. Like, wow. I still go back and watch it on YouTube. It's on there. Really? It's amazing. It's such a good, com- it's like a Super Bowl commercial or something like that. And they're going out and uh, Gladiator fighting and they refuse to fight and they start singing, We Will Rock You. Oh, okay. No, I've what? never seen that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm yeah, going to have to really look this up now. So now, basically, mm-hmm. it's Pepsi, Pink. Um, it is Pepsi and the, the three Gladiators are Pink, uh, Britney Spears, and Beyonce. Okay. If you look it up, you'll it like that's it'll just, come out. That's it'll awesome. Come out. Okay. That's awesome. No, that's that's great. Uh, so now, are uh, do you do a lot of consignment shopping? I do. I actually do it online. There's the, like there are apps now where you can do it, and I'll put up my clothes too. But I don't really sell that much of my clothes because then I I put it up and I think ah, I think I'll wear it. <laughs> Especially when you see like how oh people are bidding. Do they bid? Well, they or can make an offer. Okay. They can make an offer. I use an app like called Poshmark. Okay. And they can make an offer and I can just decline it. Okay. Um, but I p- kept putting stuff up and people would say, oh, that's so cute. I was like, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, you I want, keep it. You want, oh, wait, that's how much you want for? No, actually, I think I'm going to keep it. <laughs> yeah, everything, like everything I buy now is consignment and not all of it's really used. A lot is of it's new and tags. the piece that you're wearing right now consignment? Um, I'm not sure. I've had this for about a decade. But my coat over, Beautiful. over there, that, bl- yeah. that blue coat with the black mm-hmm. um, like faux fur right there, yeah. that's consignment. My like purse is consignment. Everything. My shoes right now, they were new. They were consignment. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. People, I now when I go into stores, even if they're like cheap stores, I think um, I could be paying like 20% of this and get something better quality. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I'll just go on my phone and buy it. But I also shop a lot more now that I go on there and I have so much more clothes and not enough space here in New York City. It's Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I need I need three closets. <laughs> <laughs> just go to your house with like piles and piles of clothes. Exactly. I have so many different colored coats. Because I, I thought, well, I don't want to wear, I don't want to wear a black coat or, or a white coat. So now I have like two orange coats, uh, two green coats, that blue coat, uh, a brownish red leather duster. I don't need that many coats, but I just I kept uh, being like, I mean, it's New York. It's cold all the time. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if you can have them, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like you know, I feel like even in the summer, because like I I will wear like a little like thin coat or like a little sweater in the summer because it you, you might be like burning hot outside, but the second you walk into a building, it's like freezing. Like the mm-hmm. air conditioning is just blasting, and you're, I'm like covered in goosebumps, just like sitting there all day, like uh, I'm freezing. Mm-hmm. So I always have uh, especially since you work in the office building. Yeah, too, so. to say, I was exact about to say that they they turn it down to like sixty. Yeah. Uh, if you work in an office building in the summer, it's ridiculous. And you're always cold. Like, my hands will be cold. And I'm just like, oh, I, I can't. I don't even want to wear a dress because I'm like, my legs are going to get so cold. Like, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, so now I have that problem, too, about using apps to shop. And I feel like the problem is just a matter of convenience because mm-hmm. it's like the second that you have like downtime you're like oh you know something i would like a new pair of shoes and then you go on in the app like my personal rule is is that before i buy something i have to put it in the cart for at least 24 hours and then if i still want it the next day then i'll buy it but i won't Uh just buy it right then and there because if i if i do then i'm like i'm just constantly buying shit Mm -hmm. but it's like i gotta give myself that like you know, like come back to it. I need that rule because Amazon will have this like new thing where like you'll see something. It'll say if you buy this within the next four hours, mm-hmm. it's only seventeen dollars or seventy two dollars. Like that's how I got these shoes. You know, it's just like, oh shit, I got eighteen minutes. <laughs> Check out. Like you don't even put it in the cart. I don't want to think about it. Like just get it right now. Like 18 minutes at this price with free shipping and handling. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I was reading about this guy uh, maybe about a year or so ago who um, he reviews uh, phone cases for a living. And so he... He reviews phone cases for a living. Exactly. Okay, but that's not great. the crazy part. Um, the crazy part is he... So he was buying and returning a lot of phone cases to Amazon. Amazon got tired of him doing so many returns and they blocked him from all everything that Amazon owns, <gasps> which... You wouldn't think changes your life, but it changed. You can't do Kindle. You can't do like, and you can do anything oh, without. Amazon, I couldn't even they imagine. They own so many different companies. They blocked him completely. That's wow. He was like, You're "This so changed horrified. my life. I can't. I have to go different places to shop, and it's so much more Which expensive." Amazon is yeah. like the. Uh, uh, I'm a Prime member. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Like, what's the big difference with the Prime? Um, you get free shipping and handling, like pretty much on everything that you order. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get special deals. Like I was looking, I, was, I just got this watch and I was looking at it with like on my prime with like a friend. Like I was like, okay, I'm like looking at this watch, but he doesn't have prime. So he's like looking at it and it's like one price on his computer. Oh, but on my computer, it's a different price, cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, I'm really getting this Versace watch. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm also an Amazon Fresh member, which is there where they deliver groceries to you. Oh, yeah, like good. They're cheaper groceries than you would get to if you go to most grocery stores. Not like the bigger grocery stores, but some of the like 
the nice grocery stores around here that's a lot cheaper than that and it's better quality than if you go to the bigger like grocery whole stores Foods or something like that. Yeah, it's really good quality and you can also they they use local vendors to get also restaurant type stuff and bakery goods so you can order from you can order on Amazon Fresh to get like cupcakes from the local bakery delivered to you or something like that oh, and wow. order like any, anything you want, any type of food you want. And they have also flash deals. I forget what they call them, like daily deals or something like that. Ooh. I got, uh, my birthday was in February, and I got two lobster tails for two fifty each. cents, Like real lobster tails. Fresh. I was... How many ounces? Like, to tiny lobster tail? Or, like, wait. They were, like, each, like, this Ooh. big when I cooked them. Oh, wow. Oh, my mouth They were watering. delicious. I'd never cooked them before, and I didn't think that I liked lobster. Oh, um, lobster is delicious. Lobster is amazing. Yeah, but I love it. Every yeah. summer, I'll like make lobster because I, I feel like like lobster in the summer is like cheaper. But I I I, I love the whole process except for putting them in the pot. Like I can't. Mm. I can't. Oh but- God! You buy live and they're moving. Yeah, because I I've never done a tail like, but mm-hmm. I've I've cooked whole lobsters, and um, I I always had to have somebody put in the pot for me. I just can't do it. It's like <laughs> it's just like I'm, like I'm sorry, little guy. Like I had to talk to them first to so apologize before. And they and got I'm, those little beady eyes, and, and they're, they're like looking moving at you, like, this, like you bitch. And I'm like, like but I swear, like, the, what the fuck are you about to do? And then you have to like put something on top of like the pot to yeah, make sure they, they don't start like, coming out. Try to climb out because you're boring them to death. Yeah, <laughs> I still don't understand why you have to do it to them alive. Why can't Why can't they just like hit their head with a hammer real quick and then put them in? I that seems much more humane to me. I don't uh, really know, right? Because I don't know I think how you're do you. Supposed to yeah, I think you're supposed to put them in alive. Because then it's really fresh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this one was just moving 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I maybe some people do it that way. I, I think that I would have a harder time even doing that though. Like, uh, I don't know. Then you think about little, little dead lobsters. I don't know, mm-hmm. but th- that's like different than like dead chicken or dead fish. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I I suppose that like most things you know are dead before you cook them. Yeah. I mean, I, what else do you cook alive? I, I mean, I feel only else. seafood. Crab, yeah, seafood. Yeah, it's like crab, like um, like. Clams, mussels. Yeah, but those are in the shells. You don't really see them like moving around or anything. <laughs> I mean, you don't see them yeah. die, right? <laughs> no, like no. lobsters and crabs. Like you can hear like mm-hmm. they're scratching, <laughs> <laughs> and your mouth is watering. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, this garlic butter I'm gonna eat you. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna make be it so worth good. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that. I guess some people eat, like, live insects. Now, that's like, just weird. Like, crickets and stuff like that, I think. Because people... those really don't have, like, a taste, you know? Like I, I've never I tasted I don't know. Them. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. And I've had, like, chocolate-covered, like, grasshoppers. And it's just, like, crunchy. Like, they don't really, like, have a taste. But, like... Seem to be, seem, they seem like they'd be juicy. Like that would I think that's what that would Ew. gross me out. <laughs> I can just imagine the little little torso thorax of the cricket or whatever in my mouth like popping. Like well, a like because like the shell is hard no. and then like gushy oh. stuff. Oh, I, I mean, but there's just some things out. that like just taste good cooked, like chicken. 
<laughs> yeah, <nothing. laughs> yeah, chicken is good. Right, but if you see like a yeah. chicken, like before, like just a chicken, like a regular chicken before it's cooked, like, moving around, it doesn't like look that appetizing, but yeah. that motherfucker tastes really good. My mom uh, actually has some chickens, like a chicken coop. And they oh, thought, really? They thought, okay, we're going to get our chickens and we're going to just eat their eggs. eggs because we don't like the way the chickens are treated and blah, blah, blah. They, so they got them and they got them from baby chicks. And then they couldn't eat their eggs once they were raised. Uh, and they started get, because they were like, "Oh, they work so hard to make these eggs. We don't, we don't want to eat their eggs because it's like they, they're little, you know, they're little babies, and they're so proud of them." I was like, "Just eat their eggs. There's not chicks in there. They're not fertilized." And then she just she couldn't do it. She had to donate them to her church. Like now she just can't. And everybody's got fresh eggs for her. Everyone's up, I assume everyone has fresh eggs but her. Yeah. And she, she won't eat the eggs from the store because she doesn't like the way they're treated. But then these other chickens who are treated like pets, because they are basically pets, right? she won't eat their eggs. But she won't eat them either. Oh, no. She said she will not eat them. <laughs> but does she still eat chicken sandwiches? She couldn't for a long time. It makes her really sad now. <laughs> she won't. She won't do it. I went uh, whenever I went to go visit Arkansas, where she lives, and I went into the chicken coop, and one actually jumped on my shoulder. Oh my god! It was one of the scariest moments because I thought I was going to peck my eyeball out. This yeah. Is, I all I remember is that that part in uh, the Passion of Christ, where, <laughs> where that crow <laughs> gets his eyeball, and I thought, oh, this chicken's going to hit my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I just kind of ducked down and I was like, get this chicken off of me. But then I, you know, you can do things with them. And, so, and it's kind of like treats. Like we gave them crickets and they were really excited about that. I don't, they like my mom. They don't know me, but yeah. they seem like kind of like little cats or something. I don't, like I spent a, like a summer in a farm. And so like I had to get like we, like one of the things we had to do was like, get the eggs for breakfast Mm -hmm. and so it was like me and my friend and we'd have to go out there and so like one of us would like distract the chickens while the other one was taking the eggs because they'd like try to attack you Mm -hmm. and so like the first day like we they didn't warn us or anything it's like okay we're like two kids from the city like you need to like give a girl a heads up like these chickens are gonna tear your ass up like oh my god (laughs) it's just like so we go over there like oh there are the eggs and then like you start going and then they just come after you and they're like pecking and they're scratching and they're like jumping around you're like ah and we're screaming and we come back to the house like we're the eggs and we're like um well we picked them up and then they scared us and we dropped them and they're like Go back in there. We're like, ah. So like, <laughs> <laughs> Go back. We need eggs. So, like, we had to, like, devise this whole plan. So, like, we would alternate days of, like, who distracted the chickens and who was, like, picking up the eggs. It was, um, it was, was I, it was not good. Although, I, like, I think that it was better than the cows, though. Because, like, I was not... I was not, they had longhorn cattle and mm-hmm. like uh, they scared the shit out of me. It was the first time I ever climbed a tree in my life it was <laughs> like they went and they opened up this door and I just saw these like horns. I'm like, oh my God, a bull. And I just like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> a tree. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to get gored. And they're like, that's a cow. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with your cows? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I actually uh, grew up on a cattle farm. Really? Black Angus farm. Yeah. Uh, my dad, uh, whenever my mom and my dad divorced, uh, so he bought a place with a lot of land around it. He's a dentist. He's not a farmer by trade or whatever. Okay. But he was like, I want to buy a bunch of cows <laughs> and we're going to put them in shows and 
I don't know what they're called, but the shows with the and the best male cow steer whatever gets a ribbon or something and right. he did it once and he was like I'm over it so then we just had all these cows <laughs> we had all these cows on our land for decades <laughs> do they live that long? well they he bought males and females and so oh, so they're having babies, babies and they yeah. just they're just a population of cows around so our house so you have like a lot of like steak and stuff growing we don't oh. eat them they just oh. live they just so live. you don't eat your chickens and you don't eat your cows <laughs> <laughs> What is the purpose? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's too much. Well, cows would be hard to... You'd have to pay someone to... like To do that, because that's yeah. a whole nother... Now, that's another level. Killing a chicken is one thing, but like killing a cow, damn. Mm-hmm. And, and making the meat where it's meat, like ground meat or steak or something. You yeah. can't just like, chop off a leg and throw it in the fireplace. No, you got to get yeah. all up in there. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely need like a butcher. Yeah. But I, I loved it. I used to go out um, and try and find their babies in the spring yeah. and look for them. It was amazing. I, you I mean was, try to find them? Well, they would. So there was a lot of land and there was really tall grass. And the babies would hide in the grass in case there were any predators or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, and sort of curl up. And so I would look and just see where the grass was a little bit like pushed down. Yeah. And then I would go over there and look. And then, of course, mom, the mom cow would come and I would have to go away or something like that she didn't want me near the babies yeah but it was always just I was very enthralled by the little baby animals and stuff like that I had so many different pets oh yeah. it sounds so magical <laughs> <laughs> whenever I was I think I was in second or third grade I told my mom I wanted an electric eel I kept saying mom I want an electric eel yeah. that's that's that and I think she just got tired of it because she came home. She denies the story to this day, but it happened. Um, she came home with this water that was black. Like it had some sort of black dye in it that I couldn't see through purposefully. And the, the, the tub was, uh, was blue. And I also couldn't see through it. And she told me that she had an electric eel in there and that she fed it at night. And it was nocturnal that I'd never see it because it didn't want to come out in the light. And so for, for like weeks, I thought I had an electric eel. And I went to school and I told my teachers and my friends, I said, I have an electric eel at home. <laughs> Not, no big deal. But uh, I have something you don't have. <laughs> oh, shit. She didn't even put like a little fish in there and like make mm-mm. you like possibly think nope. that there was something in there. And she told me I couldn't stick my hand in there. Because you would electrocute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and wow. then one day I came home from school and the tub was poured out. And I turned to my mom and said, what happened where's my eel? eel? <laughs> she was like, oh, uh... It's not there anymore. <laughs> and that was the end. Of, I was just like, I just kept probing, but she never told me that there. I didn't ever have an electric eel, and I figured it out later because how could she have gotten me an electric eel? You know, right? That's like right. Yeah, that parents very expensive. They start right. with the Christmas and they end. And with it wouldn't an be eel. in a tub right. of water. <laughs> you know? I'm the same. <laughs> way, so I had a Christmas like that where I was just like, I just want a pet. Like, like, what do you want? Like, I brought down a dog, a fish, or a bird. Like, <laughs> right. No, actually, I got I was I got a golden retriever puppy. It was oh, very okay. great Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that's oh yeah. I love. They're the that best. They're the cutest puppies. So cute, so cute. Yeah. I, Shaka Zawadi. He was a Kwanzaa present. When I see puppies now, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just start sobbing when I look at puppies. Just because, especially they're, they're like that little dude. I know. Little little. Oh my god. It's just their hearts are so big. Oh, they love everything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited about everything. They're just like, everything is new, every smell, every Tell person. Just going it's like just this. like, oh my God, I love you so much. Like, I don't know you, but I love you. Like, they're just like, puppies are just 
so fun. Um, it's probably the biggest bummer of living in the city. Is it so hard to have a dog? You're so expensive. It's a luxury to have a dog here. I have a dog. <gasps> her name's Gia. I got her in California. She's a dog now, but she's a Pomeranian miniature pincher mix. She's still small, but yeah. she's not a puppy. But she's like to walk them and stuff like that, like a lot of people have like dog walkers. Oh, she had to get used to it. She like did not want to go on the concrete at first, like because mm-hmm. she was like used like grass in California. Like now, but now she'll just shit on the concrete. It's <laughs> great. Like all right, all right, you're going right now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not in the house. I'm good. <laughs> so um, now, uh, Sarah. It- are you a big fan of there's uh it's always a sunny in Philadelphia? Oh my god, I think it's one of the best comedy shows on television and I don't know why they haven't won an Emmy. Uh That's kind of shocking, yeah, I feel like. They've been on forever. Yeah, and the ratings are off the yeah, charts. Yeah, everyone loves it. it. Well, everyone, me and my boyfriend love it. Hmm. <laughs> we love it. We love the show and I think um this Spoilers, um, this last season was really intriguing. The way that they ended, I don't know if you guys watch much, but the way that they ended was a real cliffhanger. Like, I haven't seen it. Um, Any episodes at all? Any? No, I mean, I I saw the first season. Okay. That, like, I haven't seen it since the so first season. That was before season. Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. Like, Danny DeVito's still on it, right? Yeah, he's yeah. still on it. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he yeah. plays uh, Dennis and Dee's father. Okay. Um, like his father who who's actually rich, like really, really rich, but he didn't like hanging out with like the rich people. And so he was like, I want to go slum it out and live with really poor people. So he lives with Charlie. Okay. Yeah. And they're, they're super weird, but, um, it's this, I felt like this season was one of their strongest seasons. They did a lot of parody type stuff. Okay. Like they did one episode that was a, uh, I guess like a parody, a parody of, uh, Making a Murderer, the Stephen Avery oh, story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because sort of the running joke has been that Dennis is some sort of uh, like murderer, like a serial killer or something like that. Mm. And uh, his his ex-wife, uh, Ponderosa, like Marine Ponderosa or whatever, she died. She was turning herself into a cat with his alimony money. <laughs> and uh, she ended up dying, and everyone thought that he did it, but he didn't do it. She just fell trying to leap from roof to roof, trying to be a cat. <laughs> 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 And it was so it was so funny. Uh, there's this one where it's the phone call where he's talking to Charlie. And um, if you've watched the Making a Murderer, all the phone calls are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just say yeah all the time, all the time. They just say over and over again. So they <laughs> they say yeah. if I go to jail, I'm gonna miss WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> they I they actually they talk might about watch wrestling. WrestleMania in jail, right? Maybe. I have no idea. No, that was like one of the things, um, uh, the, the younger, like in, in making a murder, the, uh, the younger kid, when he's talking to his mom, he's just like, oh, but I can't go to jail. I'm going to miss WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that part, but they, they did a, a little shout out to that too, because Dennis goes, Charlie, are you watching wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they're supposed to be doing another part to making a murderer. Like, I think they're doing like a second season of it or something like that. Hmm. Um, that I, I, I watched the whole thing. Like, a, I've never heard of it. Oh, that's on oh, Netflix. You have to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Have to watch it. It's like it's one of those like you're gonna be screaming at the TV. Like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. It's a, a TV. I do that. I, I scream at the TV. Well, the boy, the kid, his nephew, I think. Yeah. Right? He he got let go. Yeah. Yeah. He was originally, I think, maybe convicted, and then his with DNA evidence or something like that, he was uh, like got let go. Well, they entrapped him so much. It was. Yeah. I mean, his he's not like his facilities aren't completely there to begin with, mm-hmm. and he was really young and they were talking to him without a guardian or mm-hmm. a legal counsel. I mean, it was it was how they railroaded that kid was insane. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, the I still I I'm team Steven. Like I I feel like that whole county would have been bankrupt had his like lawsuit have gone through and I think that they would set him up. I don't know. I just that's my thoughts. But that making a murder is just like it was crazy and it's crazy to think that like this is what people go through like Mm -hmm. in in everyday life it's like i wish it was a movie and not a documentary you know Mm -hmm. because it was so horrible to have like to even think that like you know if you put yourself in that person's shoes for like two seconds and you're just like oh my god like how is this happening it's I just, I just, I watched it and I would get angry, but then I thought, well, maybe, maybe there's more than one perspective to it as well. Um, but you know, it's not, also, it's not a matter of did he do it or, did he, or didn't he do it. It's also a matter of you have to treat everyone the same way in the legal system. Yeah. And that's, right. and that's that period. And then the police and investigators made mistakes. And if that is a cause for acquittal for other people, then it is for him too. Right. Whether he did it or not. Right. Uh, whether he did either of either of the crimes that he was convicted of, it's, right? That's you have to treat people equally, and that's that's the end of the day. He should have not been. He shouldn't be in jail because of that. Because if I remember correctly, they there was a, something wrong with the laboratory mm-hmm. results. Um, the the technician or um, you know crime scene investigator didn't uh, like let the samples sit out for too long, or there was some contamination. And they said, well, normally would you let this go, and would you? like present this and she said no she said why are you doing it now right and, and then she said well the detective told me that uh that i need to to nail him or something like that mm. yeah yeah and that's just not right no so but um we're gonna have to take a uh, a, a quick break uh but sarah before we go where can everyone see you next or follow you on social media or your website or anything like that sure so i'm on twitter and on instagram at at tdse and i actually just had a movie premiere today on facebook it's by uh congratulations yep abigail it's called abigail and kendra augustine who is also here on your show yes uh is in it oh awesome she's actually my best friend and yeah. we do. We've been on like fifteen projects together. So awesome. yeah. um, she doesn't ever call me her best friend. It's always me calling her my best friend. But I feel that like makes it, her your best friend. That, <laughs> that makes it, uh, we had a movie uh, premiere today, so if it's on my Facebook page. If people want to go check it out, it's three or four minutes. So it's uh, while you're on the toilet, you can watch it and awesome. have a little laugh. Well, congratulations! Toilet laughs, love that. <laughs> um, and then, do you have any like shows coming up or? Uh, well, I actually I have um, I made a show called Awkward Favors. Okay, it is on. It's an on-camera sketch comedy show that I wrote and directed and produced. And I will be. I'm trying to get it put up somewhere now as sort of a variety show right now, cool. using the sketches and also 
maybe some uh, in-person live sketches as well. So once uh, once I get that set up, I'll be putting it everywhere on my social media. So if anyone wants to come or follow, all they have to do is check me out, check me out on social media and follow. Awesome. awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, and guys, we'll be right back. So uh, stay tuned. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, war. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith.
Yeah, big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, war. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Hey guys, welcome Marissa back to Smith. Big Talking Brewskies. I'm still Marissa Smith, and yeah. we still have Rodney Daniels What's with us. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. And joining us is Tanya Cooper. Hi. So, hey, Tanya. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So, for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for doing the show. So, like, how have you been? How's your week? Oh, so far, awesome. Um, just uh, starting a new, new job Monday. Oh, congratulations. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, it's so nice to just walk into my other job and be like, I quit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you hate when they cut your hours and you're like, uh, how did I go from like 26 to like 14 and then nine? I'm like, oh, uh, you trying to d- d- erase me? <laughs> I think they were trying to erase me. So I, it's so funny. Someone said, don't you feel bad? I said, no. First of all, I don't need it for a reference. And second of all, they didn't feel bad about cutting my hours. Right. So, and I right. said to her, I said, she's like, oh, well, you could have given us two weeks notice. Really? Because you didn't give me five seconds notice that you were going to cut my schedule. Right. I know you're lying because <laughs> other people like, said they had minute. more hours. So don't tell me about because of this new law that they pay you more money per hour. That uh, that's why they cut people's hours. I said, really? Because I, I, you know, she gained me, and I was like, yeah, oh, that's why. Okay, right. I, I asked like six or seven people. They all had twenty six, thirty hours. I was like, okay. So you want to play games? Okay, I got a game for you. So my old old boss asked me to come back. I'm going to be assisting a biology teacher. Very nice. Yeah. So uh, that should be interesting. Uh, while I still keep writing. Yeah. No, okay. that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So. Um, now, Tanya, have, have you been doing any dating lately? Well, uh, I actually have a boyfriend. Oh, all you right. You have a boyfriend. Oh. All right. Oh, congratulations. All right. I haven't talked to you in a long time. I know. Girl, it was like a two-year, I don't know what we call it. Um, two-year hiatus, we'll call it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. All right. I have a friend. He was, she's a boy. A, is he? Uh, <laughs> so, tell us about the bow. All I can say is, he's a sweetheart. Okay. Okay. I just like him. No, that's that's awesome. I mean, I, like I don't know how long he'll be around. Not probably less forever. He'll probably move somewhere, but uh, it's okay. Um, I'll, I'm learn. I'm learning to like live in the moment. Okay. You yes. know, so I'm here with you guys right now. I'm having a good time. I'm with him right now. It may not last. I mean, we've been seeing each other all now for years, but but uh, but we're back on. Okay. Game on. <laughs> you know. So, it's like, so now, how did you two meet? Um, well, you don't want to know that because I'm a little bit older. So we met church when we were little bitty kids, but I wouldn't look at him like that because he was a little too young. Okay. Um, um, but um, let's say. Um, so you met like, in church? Y- yeah. Okay. My parents knew each other from church. And so, uh, yeah, pretty much. But um, without releasing too much information. I gotcha. You know? Right, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's Keep how we met. Low. And then we re-met because we both moved back to our town. Uh, well, the t- one of the towns. And um, saw each other in a dance floor and was like, oh, who that is? <laughs> 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 Oz. 
So he asked me to dance, and I danced with him. Even though he was with a girl and a guy, and the girl and a guy, so I thought the girl was his girl <coughs> because she was so pretty. I was like, oh my god. So I was like, do you want me to dance with you? He was like, yeah. So I was really suspicious at first. He's like, what's wrong with the dance? I was like, uh, you're with a woman. He's like, that's not my girl. It's <laughs> my it's my ex. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh. awkward. Okay. Great. okay, so what's this like uh, the nightly call? Or what's going on? Yeah. No, it's not like that. You can go over there and ask her. So when he said that, I said, "Oh, he must be telling the truth." Okay, no guy's gonna tell you to go over there and ask her and and be lying and then get knocked out, <laughs> get the KO punch on the dance floor. It's like, right? Uh, you want to dance? Sure, I'm doing the knockout dance. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so nice. like, how do you? How is dating in your fifties? Well, it was very... Uh, Wait, you're in your 50s? 52. Don't y'all tell anybody or I have to come for wow. you. Wow. I, I will come for you. Anybody who's listening, do not ever tell anybody that. Black don't tell crack them, people. I'm, I'm telling you. What, so yeah, how is it dating in your 30s? Yes. Yes. Well, I have a problem because either I get like 20-year-olds... We're not trying to hit me up. Twenty-five wrong with year old, year old. Yeah, no, I mean, no, but I'm just really fun. Like I have a twenty-eight-year-old, so it's like too close for comfort for me. That's just me. Now yeah. I'm not gonna say nothing. My last one mine. was twenty-eight. Ugh. Well, you go, girl. Well, you're younger than me, though. Stop playing. Though, Don't play yourself. He was still younger. ten years younger. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. How old are you? Newsflash: <laughs> This just in. <laughs> All right, so add oh. ten to twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, be saying no that way. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Oh, is there a little okay. one black Again, don't black this don't crack. Marissa <laughs> is saying that she's in her blink, blink 40s, and uh, I don't believe her. I can't believe that. No way. I thought you were like 30, girl. Well, Maybe uh, 20, I mean, I would have said 28, 20, 29, but I knew by your, you know, demeanor that, Accolades. Nah. And accolade, yeah, yeah. She's just, Wait a minute. She's just a little too on her game to be 25. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be a little off the game. Oh my god, I didn't get the subway token. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, mom, can you send me rent money? <laughs> I knew you were not that chick, so I was like, mm, not sure how old she is. Yeah, but yeah, dating is uh, is uh, quite interesting after even 40, um, because you get young guys or you get them like 80. I was in a nursing home one time with my friend. <laughs> I swear to you. And the guy was like, hey, baby, you want to come over here? I was like, boo. The only thing we get popping is Viagra and vitamin supplements. Go back to your chair, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, calling uh, the, uh, the nurses, okay? You cannot handle all this. your teeth. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go. A denture grip. Denture grip. Whatever it's called, right? What's it called? Uh, denture grip? What, what's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, you need to get some teeth first because that's not going to work. And then secondly, you'll probably go into coronary rest. Okay? Because uh, <coughs> this one gets people heart attacks. Oh, I know. Tell me about this story. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. You know, shit happens. Once <laughs> <laughs> you put it on them, yeah. <laughs> that's why you need twenty-year-olds because they got a good ticker. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> like, they may have a they good ticker, but they you. may not know how to talk. 
Oh. Right. Exactly. You see what I'm That's saying? That's when you flip them over and you That's show them with some things. No, I'm like. not showing nobody nothing. No, I'm fully prepared and know what the hook you're getting into. No. I don't need to show you nothing. Thank you very much. Them days is over with. Boom. I'm still in them. Shit, I'll, I'll, I'll grab a 21, 22-year-old with really? a quickness. Like, really? Yeah, see, show them what to do. Mm-hmm, no. <laughs> I don't even want to know what they could do. I had a guy at this gas station talking about, yeah, mom, same, mom, you look good. I was like, really? He's like, I'm saying, you know, I'm saying, can I get the digits? It's like, what digits do you want? Because, like, boy, first of all, I, I was looking at his Mustang, to you know, all truth be told. But he thought I was looking at him. Because <laughs> oh, he was right there, you know, by the car. And I was like this. And I was, like, in love with that Mustang. It was like, a, what's, the, what's the first one out? 19... Uh, 59, 60. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, one of them old Yes, white wall tires. I was like, yes, that is, mm. I was like, ooh. And he was like, oh, you thought I was looking at him. I was like, boy, I'm looking at the damn cars. Okay, just turn your head around. <laughs> it's like, I will slap some manners back uh, on you. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, nothing but a number. I was like, yeah. I'll be the number that kills you, boy. I think you better go back home. <laughs> I tell it's you, like, I will be bored and you will be confused. You know, yeah, because they talk all that game, like, yeah, you know, ain't ain't nothing about it now, but then all of a sudden, they go, oh, there, shit. like, oh. Um, but that's the okay. thing, I like that I find a problem with like dating younger guys is that just stuff that is like, I don't know, like uh, something that I would take for granted that they would know, they don't know. And I feel like millennials, like, they don't know that many things. But, like, for instance, I would say, like, Blade Runner, the movie Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. I feel like anybody that claims that they're into film has had to have seen Blade Runner. And, like, Blade Runner is, like, it's basically the, the birth of, like, the Matrix and, like, any sort of, like, um sci-fi that's that's futuristic that is uh not not like star trek with aliens Mm -hmm. but like just like a a futuristic dystopia kind of universe Mm -hmm. but you know i've never seen blade runner but you're also a millennial I'm, I'm I've seen it, really? but I wasn't that into yeah. it. Is that the one with Wesley Snipes? I don't. No, it's oh. with um, Harrison Ford. I, I probably seen it and just don't remember. I don't feel like it didn't make an impression on me. You are. What under, is the definition of a, a millennial? Yeah, under. either thirty-five and under. Oh. You're a millennial. Maybe I am. Uh-oh. Wow. You're out there. You're a millennial. I'm feeling <laughs> fresh. Um. But, like, yeah, it was Harrison Ford is in it, uh, Edward James almost. Uh, and, yes. Oh, yeah, because I like him. And uh, Sh- Sean Young. Okay. Sean Young, she was in No Way Out. She was big in the oh, 80s. Okay. And um, she was, like, the ingenue in the 80s, and she was, like, an every damn thing, and then she pissed off a bunch of directors, and, and then they stopped booking her for anything. Is that what Ooh, happened? Don't yeah. piss them off. Like it, they pulled, like, a Deborah Winger on her. Because, like, remember when Deborah yes. Winger was on everything, and then, like, she, then all of a sudden she, like, disappeared? Probably wasn't doing any more favors. It was, like, basically, like, everybody was just, like... Catherine uh, Heigl's another one. Oh, well, it's Catherine Heigl. You know, well, I'm not she a does fan her own grief. No. I'm not a fan of her. Mm-mm. I'm sure she's okay as a person, but she just looks like she's not. She just looks 
I mean, the things that you say, like, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. Like, people give you jobs, and Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be appreciative of that. You don't go on air and badmouth them. That's what she did? Yeah. Oh, Oh, she talked a lot of shit about Grey's Anatomy, which that created her career. Shonda Rhimes, then? Yes. I hope Shonda killed her off. Girl, you didn't know about that? (laughs) I gotta go back (laughs) a few episodes. It's like, what did you say? Would you? Oh, 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 and then she this show's fell. not that great. Why should you not? <laughs> yeah, like, she said something about along lines of you know, it's like kind of like kitschy. Like this show's like not that great. I appreciate it for like what it is to look dumb from a career. No, she like, didn't not like that. But you but know bitch, why? Probably. You're still on the show. Mm, yeah, she probably was unappreciative. This is just my take, uh, my idea of it. I was unappreciative. I've seen that before, where the person you least expected gives you the hand up, and they're really the calling shot. And you really, I had someone, this happened to me almost the other day, but in a different level, not the Shonda Rhimes level, of course. Okay. But um, <laughs> this was like on Facebook level, okay? okay. <laughs> like uh, Facebook arguing. We'll talk about that later. But, um, but um, I've seen that where someone you least expect has the power, and you're like, oh. So you do what you got to do to get on, and once you get on, your name is big, you think, oh, this is, yeah, yeah. So, right, I didn't even know Marissa, like, oh, who's that? Why is she doing this show? I don't understand. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Are you kidding me? You two wouldn't have had a platform. I've seen it happen a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Especially if it's um, someone you least expected to make it um, in, in, in a big format. So Great, but That's what that's about. It's called Hateration 101. You know. Well, you don't yeah. bite the hand that feeds mm-hmm. you. Somebody gives you a job. Mm-hmm. And no. Hateration 101 girl. means I'm privileged and I, I'm supposed to be where you're at. That's where I'm supposed to be, but I'm not. I had to get your hand up to get even near that. And now, look, mm. you got kicked back to the dirt. Right. Now you're doing commercials again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it's so, I mean, you know, I, I'm with you. I, You treat me good. I don't care if you homeless. You treat me good. I'm always going to look out for you. Always. Ask anybody who knows me. Oh, especially in this me industry. Good. You got to create as many allies as you can. Yeah, even outside the industry. If just in general, as a, I, I do as unto a, others yeah. as you do unto me. Exactly. Or whatever it's called. Yeah. That's just the way. That's a. I mean, to me, that's like, that should be like the law of life. Basic life. You know what I'm saying? Skills. You treat people like crap. What do you think gonna, they're going to do to you? Right. Right. And I, I also feel like kind of like going back to what Rodney was saying is about like this industry is that it is so dog eat dog and it is so backstabby and it is so social climbing that when someone is like genuine or they go out of their way for you when you know that they don't have to do anything for you at all, mm-hmm. I always feel like those are the people that I'm, I'm whenever I have an opportunity to like give somebody something that mm-hmm. like that's that's who I go to first because mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like. There's just so many people that are just like in your face, blah, 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 yes. blah, blah. Yes. But then like they're not like kind of to your point, the people that help you are the people that you least expect. Mm-hmm. And so like those people, when they like or just kind of like help you out for no reason and they just seem like genuine good right. people. That's those are the people that I try to like surround myself with because there's just so much bullshit. Like, yes. You know what I mean? And there's so many people are like blah, 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 but mm-hmm. they're not doing anything or you know what I mean it doesn't even have to be that way in my opinion well Hollywood or wherever <coughs> we're talking about it doesn't have to be that way because um, here's the thing and I love YouTube and I love all these Instagrams and all these things that these instant celebrity whatever they want to be called I don't know mm-hmm. I'm not sure I love them so much but I love the concept that if you got a great product you can get it popping anytime and you could be the one you right. can be mm-hmm. the one you don't it don't matter who you know if you got something that people want you could be the one right now. 
and then everybody will be saying, oh, I'll give you an example. Tyler Perry. Mm. And all the actresses in, in his quote-unquote, what some people would deem as cheesy, um, you know, movies or whatever you want to call it. Okay? Well, how cheesy is it? Because I just saw a girl the other day on a major film who was in a Tyler Perry movie who had never been in acting before in her life before that. Right. Uh, and a, another um, example, um, yeah, the haves and have nots. Some of those people are breaking out. Uh, you have uh, the other show that he did. They're doing commercials. I'm like, are you kidding me? And the, like Revlon and whoever else. I can't name the, the, the sponsor. But they're doing like major commercials now. They would have never had the opportunity. So, But someone told him, oh, this is, mm-mm, Medea, that'll never work. Somebody wants to hear about this black aunt that's funny and just she, you know, hood or whatever. It would, nah. Because even when I first said it, I was like, hmm, I'm not sure if I want to see uh, my Aunt Susie on, you know, on, on screen. I mean, I'm making right. that up, but, you know, right, we all right. have one of them crazy aunts. But, uh, but everybody's so, got yeah, crazy everybody, <laughs> at first when I saw it, I was like, hmm. But then one of the kids who I worked with said, Miss Cooper, you got to watch it. And when I watched it, I said, you know what? I have to appreciate that he was able to take his imagination somewhere and and we was able to understand where he took it and we want to escape with him. He right. made me escape to total nonsense, nonsenseness, whatever Tanya makes it words. Um, and it worked. And now he's like a billionaire. And I'm right. sure Hollywood's saying, dang, we could have had a cut of that pie if we would have just... <laughs> yeah. No, he... So you can suck up and people suck up, but I believe whatever's for you is for you and nobody yeah. can take it from you. It may take you longer to get there. You may have to go the sideway. You may have to jump over a bridge, but you're going to get there. That's why I look at you. Look at like Taraji Henson. Yeah. You, she her is story so good. Is oh, that's so, what she said. Well, it's just, it's so crazy. The fact that like she had a baby at like 15. Mm. First of all, you would think that like 15 yeah. year old having a baby, like your, you know, life your, your life is over. It was over for me at she, 23. She still became, yeah. <laughs> she still became this amazing actress. <laughs> That's mm, you know nominated mm. for Golden Globes and has nominated for Oscars, but like you know you just never know where life is going to take never you. Know. Imagine waking up at fifteen and finding out that you're pregnant. Ugh. But look at Taraji, yes. right? Like, that is amazing. Yes. I didn't know that part of her. Yeah, I mean her, I know her, she got her a story, son, honey. Her, yeah, her son's like twenty something. Like she has, yeah, she's God 20, is beautiful. Yeah, and that and now what? she is Taraji. That is fabulous, yeah, and, and a, you know what's funny about that? And that's this is another example. You persevere. Yeah. That's the one who. Ma- it doesn't matter, like you know, if I know Amy Schumer or I know Tom so and so or Mayor, uh, the head of CBS. That's great. That really helps you. Boom, boom, boom. But a that's not going to keep you there, right? And keep you relevant if you don't got no talent, right? right. So and that's you know one of the things we, oh, later I wanted to discuss on that. Like, you no, know, is it who you know or whatever? But that's um. Well, we can Plus, go there. Yeah, we can go there. Plus, yeah. people don't know the uh, the perseverance that it takes in order for yes. you to make it for anything. In, for yep. anything, not just the entertainment, just to survive, business, but just to be able to survive and mm-hmm. to be able to have like if you have a dream and you're going for it and you're working hard, no matter what obstacle you know life throws at you. Yeah, absolutely, it's still a possibility. I mean, especially in the world of Trump. I'm just saying. I know you're yeah, like, you gotta, but I you just gotta, nah, it's really climbing the world up the mountain. Trump, uh, you know, you really got to know how to persevere for anything, especially artists. You know, I feel like as an artist, you know, you, we always trying to get our hustle on. And we, right. we got to work the job while we get our hustle on and, and prepare for the next hustle. Right. So it's not like you can just go to the 9-5 and be part of the 99% and be like, ah, you get your check and you go home and you get like your benefits and everything's great. That's not an artist's life. So we really have to be like, oh, do you really want it? Or are you just saying you want it because it just sounded good or sounded mm. like you can get some quick, you know, for guys, quick, you know, blah, 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 you know, because it's going to make me famous. Because okay. if it's about Jim. the fame, forget about it. You, uh, you'll be dropping out real quick. 
You know what I'm saying? You have to really, I want to be a comedian because I want my own late night TV show since I was 12 years old. I didn't know right. I didn't know you had to be a comedian to get your own late night show. I right. was told later by someone in the business, oh, don't forget the NYU part. I got my NYU degree because I just want that backup paper. You know, that's my FU paper to everybody. Um, right. But I just had to have that. As a woman, as an African-American woman, you have to have the paper. Right. So I got the paper because that's just what you do. But the truth is, if I don't persevere, whether I'm 50, 60, 20, or 10, it ain't going to matter. That's someone's why I got mad one time, uh, Wendy Williams. Um, she said, uh, you know, oh, you know, some people, you know, some people, you know, you're too, when she says people are too old to, to follow that dream, oh, he's too old to be a rapper. Well, Flo Rida's, he's doing it, okay? Right. He's making money and he's doing it. What happened to old? And then, and then for you to say that is just, it's like, I don't know. It just puts it out in the universe as, as negative to me. I, don't, yeah. I would never tell you, you say, well, I'm going to design a collection out of this world. I'd be like, do, do it. you? Do it, yeah. Let's go. We've, uh, we've got a caller. Uh, this can't is big. Be. What? <laughs> you can't tell anyone what they can or can't be. That's right. This is true. This is true. I like you, caller. Who Hi, are you? caller. What's your name? <laughs> who are you from? You, you know who I is. I'm oh. Jonesy. Oh, Jonesy, the comedian. Hey, Jonesy. Hey, Jonesy. What's up? <laughs> like, you know who's I be. Yeah, you're Rodney's laughing. I know. <laughs> I know. I sound like uh, Poindexter. Who What's up, like Jonesy? How you doing? <laughs> I, I can't complain if I did. I wouldn't let you listen, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, Jonesy? You know, I was listening to you guys talk about, and especially you, Marissa, talking about how you really look for someone who really gives of themselves without receiving anyone anything in return, and it becomes from a place of earnest. Yes, yes. A place of just you know that it's it's a very amazing thing to find that, and it's not as rare as you might think. I mean, we look at you look at your friend Tanya. I mean, she really gives a lot of herself. I mean, she's she's like trying to. She doesn't even. I know she doesn't. I know exactly. You know how much she pays herself because I've I've looked at her books. You know, I mean, it's it's amazing. Uh, as for what I do for fun, I spend a lot of time on a website called SevenCupsOfTea.com. On this site, what I do is I listen to people. I'm known as a listener. So people call in with their problems with their girlfriend or they have work trouble or school, and I listen to them. I'm like. Hey, what's going on? I'll just listen with an empathetic ear, just with non-judgment. What's going on? How are you? What's going on? And people just open up. You get that to happen. And that's a way you can show that you care as well, just listening to people. Yeah, no, it's it's very true. And I think that... Uh... I think that it's, it's really what's missing in the world. And I think that what kind of what you're saying, even just the listening part, I think that we as a society and as a country and as a culture have given up on something so simple and as listening. But like for somebody that needs to be heard, like having someone listen to them is is more valuable than uh, you can imagine. And that. A lot of people right now, and, and not particularly just in this moment, but I feel like in this moment it's more heightened than it's been in a long time. But a lot of people are hurting, they're in a bad place, and they just need to feel like they're, they're seen and they need to feel like they're heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, any small little like thing that we can do as human beings for each other as people 
just to remember that we are all people is 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 important and remembering civility is, i think is is really important and i think that it's great and commendable that that you do that and i know that um tanya does a lot of work with aged out foster youth and i think that that's commendable as well because that's you know, a, a whole population of our society that is forgotten about. And these are kids that have potential, that uh, have a future, and, you know, they just kind of started out on the wrong foot, and it doesn't mean that they have to end up on the wrong foot. They just need help, like, with, you know, focusing. And I think that Tanya does an amazing job with... Uh, what is your foundation that uh, you have? Um, Foster Kids Unite, Inc. Um, and what we do is we provide uh, non-traditional services to aged out foster youth. So for anybody who has no idea what that aged out means, um, when you turn 18 in some states and 21 in some state, other states, um, you if you were in foster care, they uh, try to find your room or transitional house or something. They try. Some, some agencies try. And then, bye, see ya. There's no longer a check, so you got to go, pretty much. Um, so whatever foster home you was in, wherever you was at, you got to go. Unless you make a deal with the foster parent or something, that's usually how it goes. So a lot of these kids um, are aging out. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find the ones that are in college or trade school or taking classes or something. Because I want to inspire them and, and encourage them to get that piece of paper. Because it will, it, even if you're at a, um, you know, a Starbucks or, a, um, you know, a Walmart or a store, you can move up because you have your paper. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's the people. People are so caught up right now. In uh, people ask me, "Oh, why did you work at?" I won't say the store because I ain't trying to give them a plug. Okay, okay. why did you work at the store cashiering? I was like, I have no shame to my game. I have no no pride whatsoever when it comes to pride. What, don't pay the bills. What, that's pride right. When it comes to paying my bills, I will do everything legal. Right. Yeah. And without laying on my back. Okay, we don't do none of that. Okay, and I don't get sugar daddies and none of that stuff. So. Or else I, I, life would be better for me if I did that. But I, I don't do that stuff. Cause I don't, oh! I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll explain that to you later. I'll explain why I said that later. I have too oh, many opinions for that. You can only be It's a sidebar that you guys don't know about. Sorry about that. You can only be a sugar baby right, if you sugar. don't have a opinions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. There you go. Boom. But, uh, but uh, you know, you, you said it when you said this is a, a, a generation, a group of people that are really being missed and looked over. And when you come to things like if Trump cuts Medicare, Medicaid, and all that stuff, who do you think it's going to affect? They're going to cut programs to social services, which cuts programs to DSS, which cuts programs to foster kids, which cuts programs to aging out. It's definitely going to be the first one that they cut over those programs. So, you know. And they're I, also planning on cutting Planned Parenthood, which would, oh yeah. you know, oh yeah. even create even more of a, a need for for foster families. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't understand that piece. That's another issue we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, I don't. I, well, let me get it to it now. I didn't mean to go all over the place, but I don't understand that's what we that. Do. Uh, that's what I, we do. I don't understand um, how you can be um, anti-abortion, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But you ain't going to take the little uh, Mexican or black kid out of the orphanage. So right. I, you see how many? Oh, you see the kids that are in the orphanage, right? If you so pro life, okay, right. you so pro life. You got why you nail all the head kids? right there? I'm just they're anti-abortion. They're not yeah. pro life exactly. And they're just anti-abortion yeah, because being pro life would be that you want to 
help create a exactly. life that individuals can thrive in or and preserve one that's already here. Right. Yeah. Okay. But because they don't want to do that. Yeah. If you're taking away abortion, it's going to be a whole lot that's yeah. still going to be Agent Orange yeah. got to go play golf every weekend. Yeah. You know. I don't, I just, I, I try Agent to Agent Orange. Yeah, I try to grasp my, um, hey Jonesy, thank you so much for calling in too. I try to grasp myself around that concept and say, okay, oh, let's pretend like I don't believe in abortion. And I was like, mm, no, let's not. Um, because it just, to me, A, it's, it's my body. I should, it's my body. Right. I do what I want to. I mean, I'm really on that. Um, and then B, there's circumstances where it's like, oh, no. Why would I be having the child of a rapist? No, thank you. Right. right. Some people, well, some women will actually do that, and I respect that, but I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I don't, so like, not but how that. did, this is another thing, like, how do you explain to your child, like, eventually one day, mm-hmm. like, your kid is going to turn to you and say, mommy, where's my daddy? And you're going to say, your daddy's in jail because he raped me and that's how you got here? Like how? Like how? That's how you spawn a serial killer. I like, know several it, things it, like that. You know what I mean? There, it's, yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, my dad was a religion teacher at um, at a Catholic high school, which is kind of weird. I'm a sex addict, and my dad, my mom was a librarian, and my dad was a religion teacher. I don't know where they went wrong. Anyway, hmm. um, he used to show this video in class called "Sex as a Price Tag." And who used to give the lecture was a woman who was the product of a rape. And the mother kept her and, you know, and she just decided, and that, that really shaped her life and shaped her life about sex and how sex really, you know, has an issue. Um, one of the things that they say anti-abortion, you know, and people preach that like, well, why are they having sex then? You know, and come on, it, sex is a human need. It is like air. It is like water. It's like fire. Like these are basic needs a human has, and to stop that just makes everyone crazy. Yeah, but here's but, the here's here's the piece that makes it still ironic. Uh, no Republican can argue with me about this topic because it still doesn't make sense. You're saying that you don't want like, all life matters. It's the, the little zygote matters. Okay, fine. Then why aren't you going around to these group homes and foster homes and, and gra- grabbing up these kids and adopting them if it matters? Because that's life. I'm right. say, I'm just saying they're here or or setting up a program to like where because you said the age out is what eighteen yeah, in 18 most places. Eighteen in some places. I in New like York is twenty one. It, it should be twenty one right. everywhere. I feel like because yes, it should be. before you're twenty one, you're not even yes. a fully formed adult at that point. Yes. No matter right. what. Can I tell you before twenty one? Parents have insurance. Well, like you know, right now, presently under it Obamacare. Um, it goes to twenty six. Which, which so if you knew, also, if you had real, if you had, if you had real parents that you know that put you on an insurance, then they would still be providing insurance for you until you're twenty six. Right. Just because I, I grew yeah, but, up with my parents, right. and to I'd still have them to this day, but to have to like at eighteen figure out life, oh, cut off horrible. without having them, yes. like what is that? That's horrible. Yeah. Right. And even at, at 21, hard. you're just becoming an adult. You can just, you know, start to actually really fully form opinions yeah, right. and, and make decisions. drink and make decisions. Because right. at 18, you're not really ready for that. You're no. just kind of like swimming in the world still. Yeah, you're just getting your feet wet. And, and you make such a good point. Um, you know, a lot of these kids, I, it just breaks my heart. There was a kid in California. 
I want to say a couple of years ago now, um, which is why I made my, my goal and my mission even stronger. Uh, he aged out at 18, because 18 is California, was California. I don't know if they changed it yet. They were trying to. Uh, he, on his 18th birthday, now there's conditions if you want transitional housing, big conditions. I mean, I, actually, I'm mean, actually was trying to work with somebody to help another kid, and they're saying, well, you know, if, if the person's in another program, then they can't, you know, they can't do this program. And I'm like, so you don't give second chances? And these are young, it's 18-year-old kids you're talking about? What, what is that about? Are you kidding me? Sounds like you crock of crap. Sounds like you're looking to get these grants, get these kids in the, the way you want them to get them, get your money, and then you're done. That's not right. That's not right at all. This kid was 18 years old, aged out, and to get into this transitional home in California, he had to be working in school. Couldn't get a job couldn't go to school because they didn't give him the necessary skill because he didn't move 30 times okay so so what do you think he does for his 18th birthday he went into the woods and hung himself Hmm. that's what he did 18th birthday who does that it broke my heart when i saw that story another 14 year old girl a few weeks ago on facebook she killed herself hung herself on the facebook page so we saw it oh geez and i was like what is going on now i'm thinking she's 14 i personally think she was being molested but don't let me you know i always think everybody's being molested when they start killing themselves that's my personal opinion you start shooting heroin and you know smoking crack all day i really i start thinking 80 percent i'm pretty sure i mean i'm that's my psychic side talking and my real my counseling side talking you don't just pick up a bag of dope and say yes i'm just gonna start popping these needles all day long and selling myself for sex just because you want to I, i've never heard like even when Larry lawrence fishborn when his daughter became a porn star mm-hmm. i was like whoa there's something going on that i didn't know on the radar about this family right yeah what girl says i'm gonna be a porn star Oh my god! Like yeah. what? Who, who? Since when has it become admirable? For uh, uh, no, something's wrong. But uh, back to the age of foster youth, no one is. Uh, how do you say it? No one knows how serious this is because what happens is you see all them kids, you know, punching out people on the block. They walk up to somebody and punch you out. <laughs> the knockout game. We're talking about the knockout game. The knockout game. Snatching your chain back to the seventies, yeah. right? Right. Oh, you see all them kids in, sitting in jail. A lot, a lot of, a lot of that has to do with non-parenting. No one's there. No one's saying this is where we need to go. Let me steer you back this way, honey. This is not where you need to go. And and so my age out foster you. They, a lot of them, especially when we grew up in the group homes, they don't have that. And I'm finding out some some of the foster homes too that that ain't so good either. I mean, I was molested in my foster home by two, not one, but two of my foster parents. I was used basically as a sex slave from nine years old to fifteen. So they found out about it. So, you know, I mean, I mean, everybody knows it's not telling my business because everybody knows my business because I keep it out there because I'll tell it before you will. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. And I wrote a book about about that. I'm right. I'm in the process of writing my second book, which is more of autobiography. Um, And when I aged out, well, the first time, (laughs) I must say, it took me a few tries, but uh, I was homeless three times. Um, Couch surfing, one time really homeless, sea squat. Shout out to the C-Squad. They now got co-ops or something down there on, C, on Avenue C. So it's now an actual building where they took over the building. I don't know what happened, but it's different than when I was there. Um, and uh, and then, um, yes, couch surfing. And then um, where else was I at? Oh, I've done it all pretty much. And, and people didn't believe me because I used to model when I aged out. I got lucky when I really aged out. I got lucky and modeled. I briefly was with Wilhelmina. And then um, I left that because I was like, I'm never going to be nobody. I'm going to be like, you like the ladder step? 
and I was like on the lowest because you know you just came and so I was like I'm not doing it. my friend said go check, pack your bags go to Europe you're going to do great there I went $250 in my pocket I actually came back two years later with $250 in my pocket the same $250 because that's how well I was treated I mean right. literally I, I, I don't even know I don't even know when I spent money I can't even tell you maybe when I went shopping to buy something for myself that's right. about it I, I lucked out all the way around you know what I'm saying did some of the collections um, so that's an unusual story for an aged out foster youth that's right. not going to mm-hmm. usually happen. Right. I, I yeah. fell into modeling. I did not. I used to think I was ugly because that's what my abusers just tell me. I was ugly, stupid, and worthless since I was nine years old. So in my wow. head, I counteracted it by I don't know where I get this from because people say, well, how did you do that? I have no clue. I think God used to just talk to me because if you sit here and tell me, stupid, I'd be, in my head, as soon as you say it, I'd be like, you're so smart. <laughs> 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 some, some people will call that civil. But um, but on the realness is not simple. It was just I knew that I was greater. You than built an armor. I'm, yeah. I oh yeah. What girl electrifying feel? What it Dude. bounces off like bing bing. You even to this day, I may personally be feeling something and be down when my brother died. I'm oh it broke my heart. I was ready to die. You hear me? That's how I created Foster Kids Night in the Robert Cooper Memorial Scholarship because of my brother. I want to honor him. But more, more importantly, I was selfish. I wanted to get through the day. So I was like, I'll put a scholarship in his name. Then I have to live up to the game because if I don't, it makes him look bad. So it's a selfish thing. But I was like, help somebody else and then you help yourself. You right. know, somebody, I've heard that saying. My foster mother used right. to tell you me. You get more when you yeah. give. And she was a great woman, by the way. She didn't know what was going on. Long story short, just two bad brothers of 10 or 12, I don't know how many brothers we had overall all together. But a lot of out of a lot of great brothers, <laughs> um, there was just two horrible ones you know what i'm saying one died one served seven years in jail for molesting his little four-year-old niece of course then it was like oh you were telling the truth no i was lying right like who makes up some shit i mean who wants to be like yeah so like so and so did such and such to me no nobody does that you know so you know um i lucked out in a lot of ways the modeling saved my life and here's the irony studio 54 uh steven rubel uh, when he opened Palladium, saved my life. Me working for them, working for him. It was through one of the doormen told me to go to him, and um, and and because I was like, what am I going to do after Molly? It's a long story short. I got attacked. My hand was bad. I couldn't use it no more. Then I got better, and I was like, well, what can I do now? Because I can't feel the side of my hand, so I can't type anymore. I used to type. A, I used to write 120 words a minute and type uh, like 90 or whatever it was. I don't know. But I, you know, I went to business school, blah blah blah, because I wanted to have a craft. Um, then I went to FIT. And I was doing the Models Club. And they were like, girl, you're so skinny. You should model. So I went to Paris. And then I came back. And I was like, what the hell did you do after that? Like, you're hanging out with, like, freaking, like, Mick Jagger and freaking David Bowie, Grace Jones. You know, people, you know, big, you know, big, big wow. people, you know, stars and all. You see, you never know who you're going to see. What do you do after that? Like, right. I mean, how do you come back? So I was like, I like the club life. And ironically, I met my daughter's father, my older daughter's father. And he was a club kid, big time. He's an artist, graffiti artist. You know, he knew a lot of people like John Basquette and all those people. Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to a lot of people. Um, so really, that that it kind of came together. I knew a lot through my modeling stuff, right? You know, um, but but when I met him, he happened to know a lot of people, like a lot. Like I can't even tell you how many people. He's so modest and humble that whatever. But he's a graffiti artist. Uh, and um, what was the point of that story? ADD is kicking in. See, this is what happens after 50. No, you know? that's just yeah. amazing. But, uh, I, I was lucky when I aged out. That was the point of the whole story. That right. I don't know and how. that's not the, the, and that's that's not not the, the case. Exactly. Story. And that's why we most. have Foster Kids Unite, Inc. Because 
We know that's not the norm. So if you're in school and you're trying, struggling, and you may not even be the A student, I, you know, quite frankly, I don't care. As long as you do the student and you staying in and you passing your grades, I'm, I'm riding with you. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'm gambling on you because you're worth gambling for because you're telling me that you invested in yourself by, by being there. You know what I'm saying? If you had a magic wand and you could change uh, something about our foster care system that you think would change it for the better, mm-hmm. what would you change? Oh, that's a good question, girl. <laughs> I could tell that's you right what now. Smith does. First thing I would do, <clears throat> I hope you're listening to me, not de Blasio. Who's our governor? Cuomo. Cuomo. Governor Cuomo. He's a nice man. Uh, first thing I would do is I would have. I'm trying to link up with like Anthony Robbins to create these foster workshops where we go around to group homes and orphanages around the world and we start instilling them at a young age that you your own hero. There ain't nobody come and save you. You you the Cinderella. You're the one that ain't shining armor. You are it. It's you. And and empowering themselves with things like mind strengthening. You know what I'm saying? Um, staying away from drugs. Um, but but all self inner um powerful stuff instead of um instead of saying you know um oh you're a foster kid it's like okay what does that mean no you listen you are you know your parents sometimes are a vehicle just to get you here that doesn't mean they're going to carry you through as you can see so right. parents that my foster mother's mom dad died when she was young her grandfather raised her i didn't know that till way later she told me i was like what is that why you took us out of that orphanage and I was like, why'd you pick me of all the thousands of kids running around that damn place? She said, well, you and your little Auburn Afro. And I knew you had a gift. I was like, what gift was that? Because I'm, I'm not psychic, but I'm psychic. I see things other people don't see. I oh, see sickness, wow. health, death. I can see everything. That's why I don't look people in the eyes. Nobody, okay. Some people think I'm doing it because I don't want to see look in your face. No, I don't want to read you. And I mean, <laughs> I'm not talking about how you're doing, Reed. I'm talking about <laughs> I don't want to read you. you yeah. Know? So sometimes I won't. Sometimes I want to read you. So it depends. But um, I don't know how I went way left. <laughs> Bring me back. Bring oh, me back. Well, I wish so, we had talked about I, that earlier. I, I am. So uh, I, I'm getting the bitch. You need to get out of here soon. Oh. Um, Already? Yeah. Oh. Uh, but before, like, I, oh. I, I want to just get this out quick, though, is um, so as a woman in, in comedy, how do you feel that uh, you can succeed? Um, persistence, like I told you. And I'm very much everybody knows I'm persistent. I'm worse than a fly. Yeah. A hot day. <laughs> I'm like, what? No. Okay, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> you know? No. All right, I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> so you'd be like, oh, just just give it to her. <laughs> that's me. But uh, a persistence, um, and and um, mining your craft. You know what I'm saying? Like I write a lot. Like people think, oh, well, she's not doing mics, so she must not be serious. No, I'm very serious. I know what I'm doing. You stay stay in your lane. I know what my lane is. You know what I'm that's saying? And that's right. the good thing about being older. You actually clarity right down i'd see all the way down the road right you know what i'm saying i'm just trying to get on you know stay on the road stay on the road yeah and 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 avoid the trees going exactly exactly yeah you can't you can't take me off my path right now and i took a a writing class um thank you ucb um they're awesome um i took a writing class an improv class and that sketch writing class really put everything together for me because i already knew i could write i don't need anybody i don't need you know, I don't need justification. I don't need nobody telling me, oh, you're nice. And you, I don't need that. I know what I am already. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just need it to do it Hollywood format. So now I got my stuff. I done did 10 um, screenplays and sitcoms and sketches 
just doing that class in six weeks. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And I have about 15 projects. Yeah. I just got to get them all done because I have an idea once I get them all done. Then I'll start pitching them. One's done and copywritten. Reparations, my movie. Right. Um, it's a screenplay I wrote. Um, I wrote it for Dave Chappelle, if you're ever listening. <laughs> Steve Martin. Jim Carrey, I'm just saying, um, but uh, but wow. I have a uh, I have a lot of projects that I've done. So when you don't see me, it's because I'm in the lab, right? I'm going in, like in, lit, the in the lab, and yeah. it's hard because I'm running the nonprofit. I'm doing a job. Um, I get deal with my kids. I'm a girlfriend. I'm a friend, and I do stand up comedy. You're right, juggling. Yes, That's, you're juggling. You're doing a lot. Yes, which I'm happy about. I'm thank you God I can do it all. Exactly. Because guess what? If when you get to Oprah's level, you better be able to do all that. Yeah, yeah. Beyonce's yeah. level, you better be able to do all that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? People say, "Oh, you're doing too many things. Why don't you just focus on one?" No, you focus on one because God only gave you one. Boo. You, know, <laughs> you only got one. I have many. I can't help it. I can't help right. it. You want me it's to a juggling act. I'm so they're telling me to suppress part of my brain. You know what I'm saying? Right. And focus only on one part. I think that's what most people do. That's why we don't get nowhere. And yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm a slow work in progress because I was a single mother like Taraji, 23 years old. I didn't get any help until later. You know what I'm saying? The family helped me, but I didn't get no help. Baby daddy support, child support at first, nine, ten years. I don't know how long. I don't, God only knows. Um, so that was that was a real struggle as an artist. You got to put. I had to put everything on the back burner. Right. Because so you had to be a mom. Yeah. So I wrote. I got stuff from 15, 20 years ago that I wrote that's current now. Right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I got stuff that I'm I'm waiting. I'm like a little machine. Isn't that you know amazing when you like read stuff that you wrote like so long 10, ago? 10, so long ago. Yes. Like wow. Like, some of it's wow. Still, some of it's like, whoa. Still, wait, wait. <laughs> this is still, still Ooh, relevant. Still relevant. Yeah. relevant. Yes. Yes. Like my movie. I wrote it like 10 years ago, but it, I did it purpose. When I wrote it, I said, I'm going to make this so it can, no matter when we pull it out. It's always going to be timeless. Because that, to me, a good movie would be timeless. Right. right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, you can only do that. Like if, when Prince sung the song 1999. Yeah. Well, you could only sing it in 1999. So I'm not going to make a movie called 1999. Right. No. And we'll make a movie called Forever. <laughs> Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just exactly. But, you know. But uh, uh, yeah. we're going to have to uh, wrap this up. Oh, well, our fundraiser. I, and before we go. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jumping the gun. <laughs> okay. um, where can everyone see you next? Oh, What's God. your social media? What are the projects that you're working on? Social media? I have two. Host, host, host Tanya Cooper, H-O-S-T. Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A-C-O-O-P-E-R. Um, it's Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook as Tanya Cooper. Uh, and we have Foster Kids Unite Inc., the capital F K I and the U, are, and uh, K I and whatever are capitalized. So Foster Kids Unite Inc., those first letters are, are capitalized. capitalized. Um, and um, what else? In uh, April 30th, it's a Sunday, we're having a Sunday spaghetti lunch at the American Legion in Mount Kisco. Um, um, which is, is that Main Street? Oh, don't let me tell it. Just the American Legion in Mount Kisco, New York. Okay, Westchester County. Okay, and that's from uh, 11 to 3 p.m. So you come by and you bring your lunch. $10 get you a spaghetti plate as much as you want, and $5 get the kitties a meal. And it's all to help our scholarships for our Aged Out Foster Youth in May, which we'll give it out May 18th at the Mount Kisco Library. Um, we'll give out the scholarship so you can come see where the money go into if you'd like to. Because we don't take a salary. Uh, Jonesy talking about he looked at my books. He what, what he failed to tell you was there. I am not on them books personally because none of us take a salary. Right. <laughs> because I I don't believe in pimping our kids in this system. Everybody's pimping them. Everybody's getting money but the kids. You right. know what I'm saying? 
So uh, you can see me. Um, what else? What am I doing next? I don't know what I'm doing next. Uh, uh, maybe June or July. There might be another show. Com- okay. Charity and show, people can show. check that out on your social media. Yes. And uh, Jonesy, I don't know if you're still on, but thank you so much for calling yeah. in. Thank you, Jonesy. I'm, on. I'm actually doing comics, uh, watching comics tomorrow. I'm auditioning and I'm at the oh. stand on next Saturday. So I'm still banging out. Awesome. Okay, Good hustle. Good hustle, Where can everyone see you next? Everybody can see me next. I'm hosting um, a show at the Broadway Comedy Club, March 31st. You can also catch me at 10 p.m. You can also catch me hosting another show, Broadway Comedy Club, at uh, April 4th at 9 p.m. Uh, tomorrow um, night at 6 o'clock, I'm at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. And on April the 1st, I'm going to be at Auto Shrunken Head for our monthly merriment and mortification. And catch us every Friday night from 6 to 8 right here on FLO Empire Radio for Big Talk and Brewskies. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And Obamacare lives. Have a good yes. week. Woo, woo, woo. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Thanks for doing it. I hope you had fun. Yeah, big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cool combo in here. Crack the cold water on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cool combo in here. Crack the cold water on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy. Sex relationships war Any subject we got it in store Big talking brewskies is coming in live Crack when no bin Marissa has arrived Big talking brewskies with Marissa Smith Yeah